Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy, along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner in life, and my wife, Rachel Campos Duffy. Sean, it's so great to be back here at the kitchen table. And it's, you know, our favorite day of the week, which is Q&A from all of our great listeners and viewers. So uh, let's start with a really quick political question. So who are you supporting for president? I thought everyone would know the answer to that, but okay. Tell me what, 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 so far, who's your favorite pick? So that's an easy one for me. I, I, listen, I, I love what Donald Trump did uh, in his four years in Congress. And that was, a, I mean, in, in the presidency, especially when he had the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA and Democrats coming after him, as well as the media. He still got so much done for the American people, the American working man, uh, his fight against China, his effort to secure the border. And so I haven't seen anyone that I think rivals um, Donald Trump, there's a lot of people who are trying to be Donald Trump, but they aren't actually the man himself. And so I'm still in the Donald Trump, uh, D- Donald Trump camp. How about you? Well, yeah, I'm still a Trumper, but here's my why. And listen, one of the things I love about what I've seen with the, with the, the people who are running right now, for the most part, with just a few exceptions, and there's a lot of people running, it's been interesting, but for the most part, all of them are America first. So and that's completely about Donald Trump having wrestled the Republican Party away from the country club types, the George Bushes, the Mitt Romneys, those people who were actually at their heart globalists. But we didn't really know how to frame that. But they were people who weren't really interested in sort of the social issues, the the family values issues. Um, or even the working class issues. And they were completely about advancing globalism and corporate America. Those people seem to have no power or sway in this political field. They're the ones at the very, you know, those who are kind of like that are almost like jokes in the field, people like Chris Christie and, and a few others. So I love that everybody's America first. I believe all of them, those that are America first have really great intentions. I, I look at you know, uh, DeSantis and Vivek Ramswamy. And I mean, there's a few others that I'm like, you know what? They're really good. Tim Scott. But I would say that what I like about Trump and why I'm supporting Trump is, and there's a couple of reasons, but the first is I know he can take the punches. I believe that everybody who runs as a Republican, Democrats know exactly where to get you. 
They've weaponized government against you. They're going to punch you in the head. They're going to call you a racist. They're going to throw the IRS and the FBI and, and the CIA into all your business and try and take you down this way or that way. And he's the only one that I know for certain can take a punch in the head and get back up and keep fighting. Well, and he's back. still here. It's hard to believe he's still here he, standing as the number one, you know, with over 60 percent of the of, of the popular vote right now or he, of the, of the poll, polling votes. He punches back and punches hard. OK, so if not yeah. Donald Trump, then Rachel, who? You gotta give me someone well, else. If, if, who's, who's your second? I have my second, but tell me yours. I I for me, it's a tie between DeSantis and. Uh, Vivek Wamswamy and Vivek because I feel like he has the language um, and I don't know if that's because he's um, I, I don't know why because he comes from a tech background I don't understand why he's got it but he understands so Donald Trump has that everyday person language Vivek has w- the closest thing I've seen to that sort of Ronald Reagan, aspirational America kind of language and way of communicating that kind of style. So I really like that. Um, and I also like that many of the things he said are are very brave. Like, I'm going to pardon all the January 6th um, people that deserve to be pardoned. And I'm going to eliminate the Department of Education. Uh, but then I look at Ron DeSantis and he's taken on some really strong battles um say with with disney for example uh that he's you know turned that school he took a state school in florida and he's now turning it into the hillsdale uh classical university of florida essentially is what it's going to turn into and he put great people in charge of it like chris rufo so he has done some pretty remarkable things in terms of standing up for parents and education and taking on woke corporations that have really betrayed parents. So I, I, I'd have a hard time choosing between them. If I had to pick, I'd probably pick DeSantis because again, DeSantis has experience. And I think the one flaw you and I talk about this all the time, Sean, um, the greatest flaw that Donald Trump had was probably just that he had no experience in government. And so when he came in, um, he didn't know where all the landmines were. And of course, Vivek would definitely be in, in that, in that camp and, and probably even a, in a worse spot because and- at least Donald Trump had played in the political field more um, before he got in well, as, so, so as, a donor, well, as a donor, as a Democrat donor. Well, whether you whether you come at the presidency from the Senate, a governorship, um, or even the House, you come with a team, people that you've worked with in office that you trust, that understand how to craft policy, how to move policy, uh, how to get things done. They also understand the politics of it. If you actually win a race like Donald Trump did and and ha- don't have that team who are used to working in government at the highest levels, you have a campaign team. But a campaign team doesn't always translate into a legislative team, a team that can actually get things done when you get to the White House. So Vivek Ramsong, you by the way— you experienced that, Sean. You experienced that on a small level. As a member of Congress. It was camp. very, very challenging year, to come in. The first year was— I was, I was going to say that your first year was really hard. It was, was, was very hard. Yep. And I made a lot of mistakes and I hired a lot of people and fired a lot of people. And then in my second term, I, I got my act together and had a really great team. One of the best teams, I think, on the Hill I had. But um, And Vivek is just like Donald Trump in not having that, that depth of a team that knows how to operate in Washington, D.C., That aside, here's what Donald Trump and Vivek also have in common, which is positive. I'm going to go on a limb here. I don't I'm not sure that when Donald Trump said he was going to run for president, 
did he ever believe he was going to win? And so Donald Trump would say things like, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it and we're going to fight China. And like he was saying things that most politicians do not say. But what he found mm-hmm. was that what he was saying were actually what a lot of people believed. It might not have shown up in the polling, but the things that Donald Trump cared about, and because maybe there wasn't this idea that I'm, I'm going to win, he started talking about it, and all of a sudden this, this, this massive group of people got behind him. The same thing is happening with Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek, I'm not sure, thinks he was gonna, is going to win, um, and he's bold in saying exactly what he thinks. Again, you said, you know, pardoning January 6th, people who, you know, were nonviolent or, you know, didn't commit damage to the Capitol, getting rid of the Department of Education. He's boldly laying out policies and plans. And what he's finding is people are drawn to him. People are, and so I guess my point with this is people are drawn to leaders with vision. And if you're so tentative that you could say something wrong or your policy or idea on the campaign trail could offend, even though you and your heart think it's the right policy, that's when you start to lose. You got to be a purist. You got to have a vision for the country and you have to aggressively lay that vision out. And as Vivek has been doing that, I saw a recent poll. It actually has Vivek and Ron DeSantis tied at 12% of the vote in the Republican primary. Amazing. Vivek has popped up dramatically. Ron DeSantis has come down a little bit. So being cautious doesn't always work. Being bold actually does. And Donald Trump was bold. And you see now Vivek, at least in the most recent poll I saw, is getting rewarded for his bold vision for what America should be. He was talking about getting rid of um, affirmative action before the Supreme Court did. And yeah. he's, talking about, yeah. the, the, he's talking about Christian values, not a not a state religion, but values, Judeo-Christian values that help build this country. He's talking about patriotism, things that people see that are under attack, Vivek is talking about. And again, I, I like that he's doing that, and I think America needs to hear that uh, from a candidate. Um, and so, again, you'll be rewarded. I think that his those polling numbers are by the way, fascinating. I think a lot of that has to do with communication. Vivek is an extraordinary communicator and the power of communication is hard to underestimate. Uh, Ron DeSantis is very wooden. Um, He kind of normally says the right thing, but he says it in a very uninspiring sort of wooden way that sounds like a talking point and doesn't feel like it comes from the heart. Um, There's a lot of you know, speculation as to why he communicates that way. I don't want to get into that right on this podcast. I want to push back a little bit on what you said. I come to the same conclusion that you come to that they are that both Donald Trump and Vivek are offering really bold um, policy, both, you know, Donald Trump in his first and second term and 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 he continues to do so in Vivek right now as he's um, in, in this campaign. Uh, I think they're both offering bold bold policy, uh, but it's not because Donald Trump didn't think he could win. I don't think Donald Trump ever thinks he can't win something. I believe he entered into it because he thought he could win, knew he could win, and he did win. I think the difference is, Sean, that both Vivek and Donald Trump have no allegiance to the donor class because the donor class 
is not interested in them. Now, that could be a chicken and the egg thing, right? It, do, do the donor class not like Donald Trump because he's America first or is is or, or were they just automatic? I, you know, it's hard to say what happened there. Right. But the truth is he's never been, um, uh, you know, they wanted Jeb Bush. They wanted, you know, basically anybody else um, on that 2016 ticket except Donald Trump. And so Donald Trump was able to say what he thought he'd been following. Paul, if you go back, it's been interesting to see, you know, old interviews with Donald Trump back, you know, you know, when he was when he'd appear on Larry King and there's a consistency to his world vision that he sometimes, you know, people kind of think he's such a showman. He's been thinking about politics and the way politics interacts and um, and impacts business for decades. And so I think that he has a pragmatism and he's not attached because he was a Democrat for so many years, he's not attached to so many of the ideological things that, frankly, Sean, he kind of brought you and I over to to looking at differently in terms of many of the working class issues, um, in terms of trade, et cetera. And then I think the same thing with Vivek. I don't think, you know, he's not a, a donor class, you know, at least the high level donors, the traditional big dollar donors are not in his camp. They're, they're, they've clearly lined up behind Ron DeSantis. And I think that's why Ron DeSantis has made missteps, for example, on Ukraine. I think we've so, come to the same conclusion, but just at, from I think the reasoning reasons are different from my perspective. And, and, and I don't think we'll never, ever know the answer in regard to either man because they would never say I never I ran and I never thought I was going to win. Um, so we won't know. I but, think Vivek uh, doesn't think he's going to win. I think he's vying for a really great cabinet position. But I think he knows he can impact the race, and he's rich, and he can do it. And I think Donald but Trump may, may Sean, have had the same, the, the same, Trump ever, he the, can't win. The, the same viewpoint. And again, I, I listen. If I'm going to look at Donald Trump on election night, I think he was shocked that he was the president-elect of the United States of America. I, and he he would never say that. Maybe there's, um, yeah, I, but, maybe. but I think there was a level of shock and awe of, oh my God, I just, I actually just won. Um, can I just tell you and, why, why, why? One reason why I think. I just know he just hate, he hates not he hates not winning. One of my favorite stories, Sean, is how you went into the Oval Office once to, you know, for some meeting with Donald Trump and with your colleagues. And you thought it would be fun to mention to him the fact that you are the very first person, um, to, you know, the very first person to come out of reality TV and make it into national office. And you said that to Donald Trump that you were the first and he's the second and he didn't like that story. Well, not only that, we were flying on Air Force <laughs> One to, to Duluth, Minnesota for a rally. And I'm like, oh, we're flying right over our district, Mr. President, and they love you. And he's like, yeah, I did pretty well, right? And I'm like, you did really well. Um, I think he got 60% of the vote. And I think he then asked if he beat me um, in my district. And I said, no, I, I, have, I got a couple more points than you did. And he didn't like that. And just just as a side note, <laughs> I, I'll do better than the the I'll do better than the president. A senator will do better than the president. Um, the, but a House member will do better than a senator. But an assemblyman will do better than the congressman because the, the the more localized you can get, oftentimes the better the 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 politician can do. And the and the higher level you get, the harder it is to get the same vote totals that someone closer to the to the voting public can get. And so it's not remarkable for me. It's just that that's kind of the way politics work. But he did not like that answer that I gave him no. on Air Force <laughs> he One. He doesn't want to 
want to be second he does, to anybody. He wants, and that's why I come to my conclusion that he absolutely thought he was going to win. Well, um, he wants to so, win, okay, and, he, and he wants America to win. Okay, so I got, but I got a yeah. question for you. Okay, so okay. as we're in the throes of summer, a lot mm-hmm. of Americans are thinking about or trying to vacation and some people will stay at home they may camp in the backyard no wait 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 sean before you get off of politics there's one more viewer it's related to so we just want to hit this one first go ahead they want to know what per then we'll get i promise we'll get off politics and do the fun stuff but just one last this person asked if there's one person not in the race for president that you could see in the race who would that be Mm. That's a really good question. So who's not in the race that I could see in the race? Um, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean that you think that it would, you know, you're, you want, you're, you're getting behind Donald Trump. So it doesn't mean that it would be, you know, it, it would be better than Trump. But just like who isn't in the race that would be good in the race? So I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I, again, you, you, you sprung that question on me from that viewer. So I, I, I'm trying to think who would I pick? And um I have someone in mind, but I'll leave that one aside. I think you know what I don't. I no, don't, no, don't, 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 don't leave anything aside. So I think I it. think Pete Hegseth would actually <laughs> be a great politician um, because great because I think Pete Pete is Pete is passionate about what he believes in. He's a great communicator. Um, he's got a big family, and a, you know it's, he's got a whole bunch of you know messiness around it. But he's embraced family, and he loves his kids. And he comes with a lot of knowledge um, that I th- and he served in the military. He's fought the school system. Um, handsome, handsome guy, a beautiful wife. And I think Pete would be someone who could do very, very well in politics. Um, should he, you know, if, if he was to uh, launch a race for whether it was the he ran for the Senate, but he ran way too early. He was way too young. That was back in Minnesota. And it's hard to win in Minnesota. But I'll, I'll give you Pete Hexeth. All right. That's interesting. Don't um, tell Pete I said uh, that, by the way. <laughs> um, okay. So my two people is a tie. And so I would say Christy Nome because I think she, you look at what happened during COVID. The first bravest person during COVID was Christy Nome. Um, they tried to, they, there was a, a plant that, you know, people got COVID inside of some, I don't know what it was. I, I don't know. Meatpacking plant. A meatpacking plant. Thank you, Sean. You're welcome. It was a meatpacking plant. And this is what they do, right? She she had no masks in her state. She said, we're not going to lock down. And they went after her with the, you want to kill people. You're a murderer. Um, she had the most vicious attacks thrown against her. But that At that point, even Ron DeSantis was scared and locked down. To his credit, he eventually apologized, which I thought was pretty big of him, for how he handled the first part of the pandemic, but the bravest, best instincts during that pandemic, um, aside from the president was, I think, Christine Ohm. And I thought she, she showed a lot of courage and, um, took a lot of arrows. And so I think that's great. You picked Pete, who I think would, I would have picked tied with my next one. And that would have been Will Kane. I think, oh. um, Will Kane is, uh, thoughtful. By the way, I love I love what Pete brings to the table in terms of education. Um, that's really you know uniquely his a space that he's in and he understands and has studied um, just how the progressives have used the public education system to fundamentally transform the country, to use our own children as their 
activists and 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 indoctrinate them. So I mean that's a huge plus on Pete's side. And I think he has the passion. I I loved how you laid it out. Will is a really deep thinking guy too. Um, I, I will is is probably less ideological and more kind of big idea and sort of comes at things from a lot of different angles, including sports, um, which is interesting. Also, Sean, I think Pete brings a military experience, which is which is also important. So can I, can during I, can, the time we're at, can, just, could, we, could we make a Pete and a Will like ticket. come together as one? And you know what? Pete, Will, and Sean. If there was like a Pete, Will, and Sean so first all off, together. So first, off, I'm going to tell, you, I'm gonna tell you that th- there's going to be a lot of outrage on this podcast because a lot of people think, no, Rachel should be running. Why are you picking Will and Pete? It should be Rachel at the top of the ticket. Let me just, I'm going I'm to give you just a little pushback on Will, who I love dearly, and you're right. He's a okay. big thinker, um, lays things out in such a logical, methodical way. But mm-hmm. I, I, so I, I feel very akin to Will in the sense that we don't like criticism, right? I don't like people to criticize me or I but did you not. you have a hard shell, Sean, from politics. I so. did. So, so here's the, here, that, that's the difference. I've been hardened by 10 years <laughs> of, of millions of dollars of ads run against me, nasty things said about <laughs> me. And at the start, I would get whipped up into a tizzy about someone who said mm-hmm. something in some article that came out and some radio person said this and they'd drop in this ad. I mean, like I would get like distraught. And at the end, I'm like, go blank them all. You know, bring yeah. it. You know, and but it yeah, takes time to get like hard. Your like an armadillo now. You're like an armadillo. Well, I don't. I'm not that hard, but I, so they can still impact me. But I've gotten way better. I think. Yeah. I think again. You 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 pose the question to get in yeah. now. Will has not been hardened enough by the cynicism yeah. of politics, and it would dis, it would be devastating for him. Where it seems like Pete's a little harder, <laughs> Pete has taken yeah, Pete more shots than Will. Better. So and the abuse is going to come. Maybe Pete. Maybe Will needs to go into like it's to be a governor a first or, or governor a senator. First. Yeah, then then yeah. he can run. Then we got to harden we got to harden Will up again. Then once he's hardened, he's a little more Amadillo esque. Then he can get in and it'd be you know we'd have to revisit this conversation about which one. You know what? I'm going to reorder this, and I mean this. I'm not just saying this. I'm going to reorder this, and I'm going to say actually the person not in the race that should run. Or, or not, or could run, or would be great. I think you would be great, Sean. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. I think you have the experience. I think you have the right gut instincts. I think you come at things from so many great angles, both um, as uh, a conservative, but as a dad, as a man of faith, um, as someone who's seen your kids go through the education system and made the changes. So you might not, you and I might not have that deep, 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 you know elastic knowledge that Pete has, but we understand that problem. And I think you would bring that to the table um, as well. And I think, you know, again, we talked about the experience of having been in government, neither Pete or Will has done that. So maybe we just, oh, you know, we that. need to rearrange this. I, 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 I find great. This is what's great about my job is, you know, I get to interact with Pete and Will on a professional level like that. Um, and then I've had 10 years of, of being, seeing you live through the political, um, persecution, if you will, many times <laughs> it was a persecution. Um, and you've always done it so gracefully and you were always, I think what I loved about when you were in office and, and what I admired the most was what a happy warrior you, you were through well, it all. That. And anybody so nice that it's true, anybody in our district who saw you interact, um, with, even constituents that 
vehemently disagreed with you. You were always a happy warrior through it. Thank, and and thank, you did great stuff. Thank you for teeing that up. So I want everyone in the first week of August to be, t- uh, just pay attention for an announcement that may come from the Duffy family. Uh, just be, be, be ready. I'm kidding. Oh, That's, I'm kidding. That? oh my God. I'm, kidding. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what? I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. Let's gone off the rail. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Since the 1970s, working class Americans and U.S. investors who saved wealth in dollars have seen the dollar lose over 80% of its purchasing power. In contrast, investors who diversified their cash into gold saw gold appreciate over 5,000%. For Americans who invested $50,000 in gold when America left the gold standard in the 70s, their gold is worth more than $2.5 million today. While gold carries no guarantees and past performance does not equal future results, investors who do their own research will see that gold's performance over this time span is what gold has consistently done in the face of eroding paper currencies. For over 15 years, St. Joseph Partners has built its business with a singular focus on helping investors diversify their wealth and protect their families in physical gold and silver you hold in your hand. Don't let your hard-earned savings go unhedged. Call St. Joseph Partners or go to our joint website, kitchengold.net, not .com. That is kitchengold.net and protect your wealth. Let's let's go to a little more fun conversation, and it's going to go back to this person asked me about vacation. So people think about summer getaway. Can they get away? You know, and and if you can, some people just they'll go camping, they'll go to the lake, they'll go. But if you can, if you could get away anywhere, there's two questions, two parts. Anywhere in America um, to go on a five day, seven day vacation, just you and me. We're not going to bring kids. Okay, we got to specify that because what time of year? Summer. Summer? You, yeah, we're doing the summer, late summer. Where in the States would you go? And then where in the world would you go? If someone was uh-huh. going to say, Rachel, I have a trip for you. Where would you go in the U.S.? Where would you go um, anywhere in the world? Um, if the month is July or August, I don't want to be anywhere else but by the lake in northern Wisconsin. I just it, To me, it's just so relaxing. Um, that's, my, that's my happy place. I know that's yours, Sean. It is. That is completely mine. But I got I got yeah. outside of our outside of our our spot in Wisconsin, which by the way, someone actually said, "Hey, I I got a trip that you can go on, and almost all the costs are are, are covered as a member of as a member of Congress, former member of Congress deal." Um, that sometimes this happens where there's there's intergovernmental things that still happen with former members of Congress. 
and it's in the summer and I'm like, I'm not going to go. I go to Wisconsin. That's my, that's my spot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It'll take away. That would take away from lake time. You can't do that. I can't have that. Um, so, but if no. not, but if not Wisconsin, t- tell me where, well, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go first, Rachel. I'm going to tell you, if, okay, you, if you I go, got go. into September, right. So I'm through the summer. I'm in September, October. I think I, in the States, I would go to Arizona. Um, I mm. love that time of year Beautiful. in Arizona. It's it's not 115 degrees like it is right now, but it's still really warm. And there's the mountains and the sunsets. Um, it's just a really beautiful place that time of year. Um, and so I think I'd probably, and then again, I don't want, if you ask me in March, I'd say Florida, but you know, in September, I, I would go to, um, to Arizona. If you made me go somewhere right now, I'd probably, if I could go to a dude ranch, like in Montana, Ooh. where I could, you know, I, I'm allergic to horses, but I have the vision of me with a pair of jeans and horses and a cowboy hat on and riding a horse. And, you know, maybe you can I can just do more. I can drive. I can have a couple cattle I'm, I'm working and then or I'm fly fishing or I'm whitewater rafting. Like I think a dude ranch in Montana yeah. or, or Wyoming would be really kind of fun if I could keep my allergies to the horse down. Yeah, that that actually sounds like a really fun family vacation um, to go to a dude ranch. That sounds yeah, awesome. It does sound. Um, I can't imagine how expensive uh, so that I, is. Though. I agree. I that's going to be so expensive, <laughs> especially after Yellowstone. Like everyone wants to have that Montana experience. Or yes, I um, would, Kevin Costner. There you go. Yeah, you would be like a young Kevin Costner. Um, Some might okay, say Rip, so, but I'll take Kevin. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> That's how Rachel um, I, sees me. I'm a little older. Yeah. I'm an older gentleman. Yeah. I'm, I'm, but I'm 20 um, years younger in my mind. Anyway, okay. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Listen, Rachel? Listen, saying that you're a young Kevin Costner is hardly anything to be, you know, not happy with. That's a quite a compliment. Oh, okay. Um, I'll take okay. It. So I, I I agree with you on Arizona because Arizona is my home state. There's the desert. There's something so beautiful about the desert. And that time of year you're, you're talking about um, is beautiful. I'm not going to pick Arizona because I'm from there. I've done that so many times before. I love your dude ranch experience. I do want to go fly fishing experience that one of these days, like up in there. And we have family that have um, a place up there and I want to go do that. That's on my bucket list. But I live on the East Coast now, and I have never done the East Coast sort of like I love to go do some bed and breakfasts along the East Coast and eat, you know, crab and lobster and things that would put Sean in the emergency room because he's allergic to shellfish. Um, But kind of do that East Coast thing because I've never done it and I'm so close. And so to me, that's where I would choose. Can, you, just, you give me heart palpitations, and I 100% disagree with you when you say we live on the East Coast. I can't buy that. I still live in Wisconsin, though I'm in a temporary. In your mind, in your I'm mind. a temporary yeah. stay on the East Coast right now because I can't bring myself to say that, and it hurts me when you say I live on the East Coast because I don't. I, well, we do. We do. We live in New Jersey, Sean, and it's beautiful out here. We are in the country of New Jersey, and you wouldn't it? believe how gorgeous. Um, the rural part of of New Jersey is, and, um, and the it's people just have been really nice too. I, nice people, yeah, and you, you get out of the city, and it is it is this is called the Garden State. It is a gorgeous place, not like Wisconsin, it's but really, it is it is beautiful. sort of like this little secret about. And it, people come to visit us, and they're like, you know, from from Wisconsin, family have come and seen us, and they can't believe how how beautiful it is in the rural parts of, of New Jersey are just gorgeous. Okay. okay. So the other question was, Global. where would you go in th- this summer globally or fall well, summer or fall? Where would you go? Um, well, right now you, you and I have been talking a lot about 
this desire to see Sicily. I've never been. Um, I've seen, you know, obviously lots of pictures. I love that it's, you know, it looks gorgeous. There seems to be a lot of art and beautiful architecture. I just watched the second season of White Lotus on the recommendation of my daughter, and it takes place in Sicily. And it is a visual um, delight. And I love, like, Italian food. And I think that's where I would like to go. I think we were in, we were in Rome for like three or four days with our good friend Jim Sensenbrenner, and I think I gained like six pounds. The food is so good. I was like, I've I've never had better food in my life than those five days. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, they Sicily were. would would be would be wonderful because it seems like it's just a really neat, beautiful is that where you would place. Check? I have another place I want to go, and I know you. I get a lot of pushback when I bring this up, and I have I have wild and crazy ideas that Rachel brings me back to reality. But I think I'm supposed to go to Colombia. And I know that it used to be a little safer than it was. And now it's getting, you know, it's falling back into, you know, narco drug stuff and violence. But I don't know why, but I feel like I have a little, I'm, I, I, I am Puerto, I'm an honorary Puerto Rican, but I feel like I have a little Colombian blood in myself as well. And I think I'm supposed to go to Colombia and you're supposed to be my interpreter and we're supposed to go down there and do they? Well, what, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're yeah, going to do it so, one of these days. Yeah, so one Col- of these days. And uh, by the way, also, I, I don't know anything about going to, you know, to Asia, but um, obviously you look at some of the beaches over there. At one point, I'd like to see that. Um, you see these, you know, people in the boats and the beaches and the, it looks beautiful, um, like in a 20 hour flight, but I haven't really thought about that much. So yeah, I'm going to go to Colombia and I'd go to Sicily with you too. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, it all sounds beautiful. I, I'm it gonna, all sounds it the does world's a beautiful, beautiful place. It is. But you know right. but but but, gonna, to, but but to that point, let's all spend a little time with our spouses. Let's all spend a little time with our families. We're doing that at the cabin. Um we've done that this summer and the kids love it. Um and um but whether it's a campfire in the backyard and spending time and memories and s'mores, uh so important as we go through our summers and build memories with each other and with, um, and with our kids. So, um, anything it's else really right? important to relax. Yeah. 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 I say it's really important to just, un- you know, we talk a lot about unplug. Yeah. Unplug from the electronic. That's important. But I just think to just like, there is, there's a reason why, you know, biblically it says you rest on the seventh day, right? The mm-hmm. idea of resting and sort of recharging that feeling of going, you know, you know, it's almost like, Sometimes it's like you're go like I feel like when I get under the water and that quiet, you know, like it just seems like that calm, that calm, you know, when you go deep enough under the water and everything's kind of quiet like that is what vacation and and family time outside of work can be. And I think it's very rejuvenating and it's good for humans. It's we're meant to recharge in that way and have that kind of moments of relaxation and um, the the time that we do that is not time wasted. It's um, it's it's important for your soul. And can I tell you what? And, I, I'll go off. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Finish. No, no, no. Go ahead. I, I yeah. also think too. We've uh, you got to spend more time in Wisconsin than I did, um, which is did. kind of irking me. That's you what gotta, happens when you I have know. a nine. You have a Monday through Friday show. I know. But um, what I found interesting too, and I, when I came back, there, there's. 
you, you, we're all Americans, but there's different pockets of America, and I got a good dose of reality. I I, I feel like I felt like I was in L and M and or Walmart every single day, because um, I had to go shopping for whatever we needed, and stuff was not working right. And I had to go get whatever. You, you get a little better dose of reality, or I felt like I got a better dose of reality being back in Wisconsin, and um, that was really important for me to, to to kind of get out of the East Coast and go back to um, my homeland and hear what other people are thinking and, and, and uh, their perspective on what's going on and where the country's off to and what they think about politics. And it was, it was, I thought it was really good for me to, to experience that and hear where, uh, where and what people are thinking from where I come from. Yeah. It's funny. Like no matter how many years you've been out of, uh, Congress, if we're back in your district, people still want to talk to you about what's going on and let you know what the problems they're worried about and they want to get your perspective on stuff. And so it's, it's, it hasn't changed that much. If I send you to Walmart to get milk, um, I sometimes don't come, you don't out. come back for like two hours. <laughs> because and I got to tell you, and I love that part of it. I do. I love, I love, I love talking to people. Um, it's, it gives, it's, it's, it's energizing for me. And I like to, I like to hear what people are, th- what they're thinking and what their viewpoints are good, bad, and ugly. And, um, I get that when I go back to Wisconsin. So, okay, Sicily, um, and you like the dude ranch idea and you want to go on the East coast and eat crab and kill me. Uh, I like that too. Yeah. Um, yes. so yeah, isn't but again, everyone breathe, take a little time, enjoy each other, enjoy those kids. Um, a summer, the summer when the kids are off, it's especially a great time to do that. Or if you're a kid yourself, getting off and enjoying some of life uh, in summer uh, is so wonderful. Um, all right. Listen, Rachel, great podcast, politics and vacation, all wrapped into one from the kitchen table. Thank you for joining us at the kitchen table. If you like our podcast, you can rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We especially would like you to subscribe. You can go to foxnewspodcast.com. You can find us there or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe. As Rachel would say, you get a notice every time our podcast drops, which is Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of every week. Coming this fall, we're going to go five days a week at the kitchen table, so we look forward to that as well. Until next week, thank you all for joining us. Have a great weekend. Have a great week, and have a great vacation if you're going on vacation. Rachel's back at work on Fox and Friends this weekend, so she's off vacation. Yes, but I might sneak a few more days in at the cabin. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, everybody. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.